Hello, welcome to Vet Talk, the veterinary podcast. I'm Dr. Nathan. Thanks for listening. This is an informational podcast, and we hope you find it a valuable tool to help you understand veterinary medicine and how to better care for your animals. If you want to contact us, please reach out to theveterinarypodcast at gmail.com. You can find a complete list of the podcast episodes on SoundCloud or by going to lickingvalleyvet.com and finding the education page. While you are there, take a look at our blog section for more helpful information. You can also follow Licking Valley Veterinary Hospital's Facebook page if you want regular updates on released podcasts, blogs, and videos. If you find this information helpful, please feel free to make a donation to the continuation of this content. There is a link to do this on the webpage under the podcast list. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope this information is helpful to you. Well, this world has gone to crap, hasn't it? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Cow crap. Yeah, you thought I was going to mention COVID-19, didn't you? No, we're going back to cattle. But before we do, let's mention COVID-19 and give a little update on COVID and a summary of the last episode. They have found a few more dogs with coronavirus in the United States. The COVID-19 strain, that is. But please do not rush out and have your pets tested. These are animals that were in households with people with the virus who were shedding high amounts of the virus. And we still are not seeing animals transmit the virus to people or animals dying from this virus. To even get an animal tested, a veterinarian would have to rule out with test every other possible respiratory disease an animal would have. And if you have COVID-19, you need to be focusing on getting yourself better. The oddball cases of pets having this disease is not yet anything as severe as what most people are getting. So don't freak out about COVID-19 in your pets. Find friends and family who are willing to watch your pet if you get COVID-19 and are unable to care for your pets. Continue your regular medical care for your pets and otherwise focus on COVID-19 as a people disease until we get more information to tell us otherwise. To summarize the last episode, the human race will survive. Take COVID-19 seriously, if not for yourself, for others. And be creative about how we might change and adapt our lives to be more productive and safer in the world. Trying times like these are breaking our normal habits and routines. Use this to personally, spiritually, and with your career, make changes that improve your life and maybe improve the world around you. Use this to see the bigger picture. Now, enough of that crap, and on to other crap. In previous episodes, I mentioned there are some diseases I do not want your cattle to have. When purchasing animals, you need to have legal proof from a vet that these cattle don't have these diseases, not just the word of a seller. So get a piece of paper. Why? Because if the seller is mistaken about what they say, or are actually trying to deceive you, then your entire herd could be at risk. There is no treatment for the disease we are going to be talking about today, so you want to keep it out of your herd. Yonis, spelled J-O-H-N-E-S. I spell it because I always spelled it wrong on exams and when looking it up in textbooks. 
Yoni's is a bacterial disease. Right now, vet students, listen up. I'm giving you an exam question answer. This will be on the test. Which test, Dr. Nathan? All of them. In your cattle classes, they will ask you what the cost of agent of Yoni's disease is. And there is a high chance on boards they will ask it. So know it is specifically caused by Mycobacterium avium, subspecies paratuberculosis. Often we just abbreviate that MAP or MAP. Got it, vet students? Mycobacterium avium, subspecies paratuberculosis. You can thank me later for the test you just passed. So it can affect cattle, sheep, and goats, and some wild ruminants. But we are going to talk today specifically about cattle. The first question, is this disease zoonotic? Can it affect us? Probably not. Studies have shown that vets and cattle producers do not have an increased risk of getting MAP and that pasteurization will kill it in the milk and cooking will kill it in the meat. That being said, there are some scientific debates about its link to Crohn's disease, which is a people disease. So do I eat cattle meat and worry about getting Yonis or Crohn's? No, that doesn't keep me up at night. At some point though, Yoni's disease and its potential link to Crohn's disease will have to be addressed in the cattle industry. Onward though, that will have to be a different discussion. You're probably uneasy though because you heard me mention tuberculosis. And tuberculosis is a people disease caused by Mycobacterium tuberculosis. That's a bad thing a human doctor should do a podcast on sometime. There is a cattle form which is called Mycobacterium bovis, and that has wreaked havoc on cattle populations, but is thankfully rather uncommon in the United States now. These bacteria are all related, but for now we are going to talk about MAP, or Mycobacterium avian subspecies paratuberculosis, the cow disease that is known as Yoni's. Not Mycobacterium tuberculosis, which causes human tuberculosis, or Mycobacterium bovis, which causes cow tuberculosis. So what does MAP do? It is literally a crappy disease. It causes cattle to crap a lot. Diarrhea. Sometimes the cows just have diarrhea. Sometimes they have weight loss with diarrhea. Why diarrhea? Because diarrhea gets everywhere and that is a good way to spread disease cattle poop wherever they are and when they are in the fields the diarrhea helps it spread even further through the fields dairies even though kept clean have a high propensity of cows crapping on each other that's why in dairy producing countries herd infection rates of yonis are as high as 80 percent but it isn't just a dairy disease, because if a beef cow poops in a field, then another cow may eat that poop. Or that poop flows down a hill when it rains, into a creek, and then to a neighbor's farm. And then the cow next door in its happy little field is taking a happy little drink or eating a happy little bit of grass. And then all of a sudden, some poop from next door, which was in the water or on that happy little grass, just flows right down the cow's esophagus through its stomach and sets up shop in its small intestine 
specifically the ilium. The ilium is the part of the small intestine that absorbs most of the nutrients for the body, and it becomes inflamed when the body tries to get rid of MAP. When it does this, nutrient absorption is hindered, and then you get diarrhea. Then, after prolonged diarrhea and poor absorption, weight loss. Usually at this point, you have a farmer wondering why his cattle are thin and not making babies and not getting good market sales. But if by chance the farmer doesn't notice this, the disease will eventually progress to death. Well, that's not too bad, is it? I mean, it's just diarrhea. We'll just let it resolve. It will gain its weight back and the cow will be good to go. What the crap, people? Were you not listening? There's no treatment for this disease. And that's the problem. We can't treat it. The only way to treat it is to cull the animals that have it. If you aren't familiar with the term cull, that means get rid of. But if we don't notice the disease until it's far progressed and the animal weighs nothing, that animal won't bring anything at market when culled. If it's a cow, you might lose the pregnancy it has. Or it will be a cow that won't get pregnant and you're wasting money trying to get weight on an animal that won't gain weight. So this is bad. You do not want it in your herd. It can destroy the productivity of your entire herd. And maybe your neighbor's herd. Remember, poop flows downhill. If your animals are drinking from water or eating grass from a field that is fed by water from a neighbor whose cows have yonis, their animals can easily infect yours. And you put so much hard work into your herd, do you want your neighbor to ruin that work? Do you want to be the neighbor that ruins that work? Another complicating factor is that this is a tough bacteria. It can survive for up to a year in the environment especially if it has found a moist area to live in. And this disease moves slow. Cattle are often infected early in life from poop on its mother's udders or from milk from infected mothers. But they won't show signs of the disease until they are three to six years old. This gives it ample time to spread before you know to stop it. Uh, so how do we test, Doc? Thankfully, there are lots of tests. Many revolve around the feces, since that is where the organism lives, but I tend to run a test off the blood, a serology test. There are two reasons I run this test. I run it on what I call sentinel animals, and any animals that I think have the disease. A sentinel animal is any animal that gets sick. I test these sick animals with my bovine tri-panel. This includes yonis, anaplasma, and BLV. These are the big diseases I'm looking for to keep out of herds. So the cow has a cough, I run this test. My hope is if a bad disease is in the herd, we will find that disease that is lurking and maybe have some time to get ahead of the disease before it has a chance to wreak havoc on the herd. I like serologic tests because they are useful in animals that aren't showing signs and quick to get results back. Fecal cultures are the absolute best for diagnosing this disease, but are rather costly. And MAP can take two to four months to grow. And who has that time? Sometimes if you pool a fecal sample or take from a group of animals and combine their feces into one sample, that can help on the expense to see if the herd has the disease, but still doesn't help the time factor. 
Well, Doc, the cow has yonis. What do I do now? Well, there is no treatment. So if you are looking to buy this animal, don't buy it. It isn't worth it. If this cow happens to be a bull you want to rent, don't rent it. It will destroy you once it takes one poop in your field. If this happens to be your animal that tests positive, we have to control the situation. And control is hard. The first step is figuring out how widespread the disease is. Is it one animal that you can eliminate and test the herd yearly to make sure it doesn't come back? This could take years to make sure it's not lingering in the herd, and more than likely you will find more than one animal. So do you eliminate the entire herd? Do you have spare fields so you can rest a field for a year so the mycobacterium can die? If it's in the herd, remember, you have to limit exposure to young animals. So any positive animal should not be nursing calves. Those calves need to be bottle fed and if you are using milk from animals, it is recommended that the milk be pasteurized. Who has time for that? This disease is complicated and can take years of heavy management and testing to get out of a herd once it is in the herd. So the best advice I can give is make sure it doesn't get in your herd. How does this pan out in practice? What I have typically seen is benign neglect. I mean, who wants to deal with a disease that may take a field and entire herd out of business for a year? Many cattle producers need the profits from one year to support the next year. A lot of farmers I have seen just hope that their positive animals stay just that one animal, and that maybe their production is down this year because of the general market and not underlying disease. They will just wait and see what happens next year. And then next year they don't think about yonis, and it festers and can spread. But out of sight, out of mind, right? And there is a lot of misinformation about this that makes it easy for people to ignore this disease in the herd. This misinformation sounds a lot better to deal with than the true information that a herd is infected and cannot be cured. I argued with a producer for 30 minutes once. I diagnosed his cow with yonis. It was three years old and had a chronic diarrhea but had not started losing weight. I told him to ship it to slaughter immediately, cull it, and then test the rest of the herd for the disease. Well, his friend down the road thought the cow looked healthy, which it did, besides for the diarrhea running down his butt, and his friend thought he could deal with the yonis. The owner of the animal wanted me to tell him it would be ethically fine to sell his cow to someone. I was very firm. It was not. He would be infecting his friend's herd and could ruin it. But Doc, my friend says he can handle it. He has a cure or something. So it's okay to sell it to him, right? No. No, I'm sorry your friend can't cure it. The entire world has been searching for a cure to this disease for a long time. Your friend did not come up with a cure. And if so, he would not be living in the holler next to yours and asking you for your cow. Come to think of it, I wonder if his friend was that traveling salesman that stopped by my clinic one day. The salesman had a liquid cleaner he wanted to sell me by the gallon, of course. He demonstrated how sparkly my windows were, were 
after he used his cleaner on it. My office manager had cleaned that window just the day before. He then showed me how it removed glue off my floor by cleaning the spot with glue on it and then pointing to an entirely different spot that had never had any glue on it and saying how it had removed the glue. He sensed he wasn't making the sale, so he then informed me that the cleaner was great for colic and horses and diarrhea and cattle. You put a tube down the animal's stomach, and you know how to do that, right, Doc? And flush a gallon of this in the horse, and it cures the colic. Do the same thing for a cow, and the diarrhea stops. I don't know if it stopped because the animal keeled over dead, or if this man was gifted by God with a clear liquid that could save the world. But I sent him on his way all the same. Which is what you should do if you have yonis. Get rid of the cattle. Send them away, or don't let them into the herd. It's hard to get out. There is no treatment, and your cows will be worth about nothing if you have them, unless you're one of those people who are good at marketing cow crap, because you'll have plenty of that. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nathan. I hope this information was helpful to you and gives you a little more perspective on the world. If you want to reach out to us, email us at theveterinarypodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to tell your friends about our podcast and check out lickingvalleyvet.com for information on blogs, videos, and the complete list of podcasts in our education section.